Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 14, verse 17, they told him, we only have here five loaves and two fishes. Our part in all of this is to simply give, to give what we have, to give what we are. This is where it all begins. These are the raw materials of the miraculous. Yet even such material as this is not mandatory for God to do what he does, but indeed this is how he chooses to work. In doing so, it's no doubt for our blessing. And, of course, those whose lives we touch, God always seems to be working both angles. In the eyes of the apostles, what they had was simply not going to cut it. It just was not enough to meet the need. So the answer to this situation, of course, was to throw in the towel. Such is usually our response also to what we view as the impossible. The Gospel of John tells us that it was Andrew that brought the young boy with these five loaves of bread and two fishes to Jesus. The same Andrew that brought Peter to Jesus back in the beginning of the ministry. Andrew was always bringing everything to Jesus, it seemed. Verse 18, he said, bring them here to me. Now here lies the magic, quote unquote, equation. The answer to the mystery, if you will. The combination that delivers the miraculous. Jesus instructs his followers to first bring what they have to him. And this is where it all begins. This is where the inadequate becomes the tidal wave of plenty. Notice too that he doesn't come and get it. No, he's asking that we bring it to him. He could simply take it, but he doesn't. Verse 19, he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed, broke, gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitudes. Now the apostles had forgotten that besides these few loaves and fishes, they did indeed have something else, a secret weapon, if you will, something that would make all the difference. They had Jesus. And Jesus here and commanded the masses to sit down. Then he took that so very small offering, looked to heaven, united that offering with the power of creation, the very hand of God. He blessed the small material that had been brought to him and he gave. We give and then he gives. We give it to him and then he gives it back. Ah, but he gives it back a hundredfold. Mark 10, 29 through 30 says, And Jesus replied, I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times over houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, property, of course with persecutions. And in the world to come, they will have eternal life. So you see, when Jesus gives back to us, he again asks us to give. 
This time we give it to the multitude. We are to give to the thousands of hungry that we pass every day. We are, I guess, to pay it forward. Verse 20 says, they all ate and were filled. They took up 12 baskets full of that which remained left over from the broken pieces. Those who ate were about 5,000 men in addition to women and children. They ate and they were filled. So many physical and spiritually hungry people out there today. Yet there is enough to go around. If we start by taking the little that we have to Jesus, a few dollars, the small talent, the little inadequate time, the lack. And 12 baskets full remain. One basket for each of what was, no doubt at this point, 12 slack-jawed apostles. Verse 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. After he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening had come, he was there alone. Now Jesus once again attempts to find that time alone. Sending everyone away, he takes time to pray, even in his heart for others, time before God. He never forgot about his time before God. Verse 24 says, But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, distressed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Oh, haven't we all been here? Simply trying to get to the other side of whatever we are facing. But so often it appears that that just isn't going to happen without a battle. Tossed by the waves, with a contrary wind. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. Now the fourth watch was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Finally, at least from their perspective, Jesus goes on out to his apostles. One would have to wonder why he waited so long. I mean, couldn't he have shown up just a little bit earlier? Why did he wait so long? Why does he ever wait so long? Perhaps because something happens when we are in the midst of trial. We suddenly enter into a rare relationship with God that just never seems to occur when things are going along so well. Verse 26 says, When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Now, I would imagine that by this time, uh, these men were very, very tired. I mean, they'd been battling the storm for such a long time. Like us, when Jesus finally did show up, it was difficult for them to recognize him. They were simply lost in the storm all around them. What should have brought them joy and peace, instead brought them apprehension and fear. I think this generally happens when we're not really looking for him, and more, when we aren't looking for him to show up well any time. In their weariness and fear, the boys failed to recognize him. They cried out, believing they were seeing a ghost. 
But Jesus spoke to them saying, cheer up. It is I, don't be afraid. But Jesus, ah, you know, no matter how bad the situation might be, there is always that, isn't there? But usually, <laughs> that's the last place we look for our rescue. Jesus speaks to them to calm their spirits. He assures them it is him and tells them that the results should be uh, from his presence, do not and be afraid. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.